Hi, it's John here, and first of all, an apology, and uh, thank you to Jane for pointing out that actually I misnamed a file on my computer uh, and gave you two doses of pluralism when one is quite enough for anyone. So I want to get back on track this week. Um, this is part 10, and I want to talk about New Age. Now, we've nearly arrived at the end of our journey. Two weeks ago, we talked about post-modernity. And we talked about the disillusionment with things that the human race has tried to put in the centre of the circle since it chucked God out of that centre. And we saw that postmodernism was basically the final logical stage of that process. Not only have we chucked everything out of the centre of the circle, but we said, actually, there is no circle. And we said that uh, the meta-narrative of postmodernity post is there is no meta-narrative. There is no big story. There is no true truth. However, it's interesting that although our culture dispensed with God a long time ago, we haven't quite managed to dispense with religion. It seems that we still want something outside of ourselves to believe in and to live for. And actually, under post-modernity, religion has flourished. Now, we've already looked at pluralism, uh, twice in fact. Uh, whatever you want to believe in, that's true for you. But this week, I want to take it a little bit further. Because pluralism is usually talked about with respect to major world religions. You want to be a Buddhist? Fine. I'm a Muslim. He's a Christian. She's a Hindu. That sort of thing. It, it tends to work within those existing historic religious frameworks. But one outcome of postmodernity is that actually we have created a whole new religion. Now, this really began to be big in the 1990s, and to be honest, it is slightly less so now. Uh, Secularisation has continued, but it is still very much alive. That religion is commonly known as New Age, and as the name suggests, it's the belief in a sense that all our major world religions are inadequate. Why? Because they all have a meta-narrative attached to them. They all tell us that they are the right way to believe, to live, to practice religion, and so on. So you can see how under post-modernity that doesn't quite work. We don't need to choose between existing religions. Actually, we need a whole new way of doing religion 
in a world where there is no true truth. And I'm going to ask five questions about New Age. How does it work? What's on offer? What is not on offer? What's missing from it that you might expect from a religion? What's it got to do with me? And I'm assuming that I'm speaking mainly to Christians. And therefore, number five, what is a Christian response? That's the five headings I want to talk under today. So number one, how does it work? Well, I've already said that the main characteristic of postmodernity is that there is no meta-narrative. And so the picture is of a pick-and-mix counter. They used to have them in Woolworths in the good old days, but they're still alive and well. I think Asda do them. Uh, I think even Tesco's do as well. So you have this great big display of sweets and you have a little bag and you put into your bag the things you fancy but you leave out of your bag the things that you don't fancy. So uh, I would not have anything with nuts in, not because I'm allergic, but because I just don't like them. But I love Coca-Cola flavoured worms. I love those little milk bottle things. Um, I quite like chocolate eclairs. So I just, I just go through and I pick and mix the bits that I want. And New Age is like a pick and mix counter of spirituality from which you can customise your own religion. Now on that counter there are five main shelves which you can pick stuff from. I know that isn't how pick and mix worked in Woolies but for the purposes of this think of it as five different shelves. Shelf number one is Eastern religions. And part of the disenchantment that we've already seen with the science and technology of the West has led to a search in what is perceived as a, as a more spiritual East. It was popularised by the Beatles in the 1960s and it's caught on in some circles, it's worth saying, of course, that it is a, a highly idealised picture of the East. It's one thing to stroll along the beach in Goa or Sri Lanka, but to have to exist as an untouchable in the slums of Kolkata is a very different story. But hey, we just choose not to pick that bit of reality. We leave that aside. So what might we pick off that particular shelf? Well, monism, the belief that all is one. So we go back to pre-Cartesian days where there is no division between matter and spirit pantheism not only is all one but all is God and so the desk I'm sitting at now is God the curtains I'm looking at 
are God. The MP3 recorder that I'm speaking into is God. My coffee is God. And so everything deserves worship and reverence. Karma, the idea that what goes around comes around. In the end, we get what we deserve. Reincarnation, and we get what we deserve in another life, if not in this one. Meditation, not the Christian salt which fills my mind with Christ, but the Eastern salt which tries to empty my mind of everything. That might, might be aided by a mantra, a little phrase that I use repeatedly. It might be aided physically by yoga, etc., etc. You know the sort of thing. And, and New Age is free to help itself from any bits of that that it fancies. So actually the Hindu teaching about reincarnation is quite complicated and we can't be bothered with all that. We just like the idea of living again once this life is over. The second shelf is what we might call complementary medicine. And we recognise that science is quite good at physical things, but we've become aware that we need healthy minds and spirits too. And there's that Cartesian dualism creeping back in. And so on offer there are things like acupuncture, reflexology, healing crystals, shiatsu, all kinds of different alternative therapies. You fancy one of those? Okay, pick it up, stick it in your bag. Number three, shelf number three, pop psychology. And this is stuff not from the East, but from the West. And so, uh, again, it's a pretty full shelf. You might fancy a bit of primal screaming or some EST or co-counselling or gestalt therapy. Uh, actually, that's one I must confess I absolutely love because that got me over a breakdown uh, a few years ago. And my very favourite, orgone theory. And uh, I can't tell you about it here you'll need to google it but it's quite fun so some of those i would say are, are useful some are a bit more fringy but hey it doesn't matter just pick up the ones you fancy shelf number four surprisingly and I, i've used the term in inverted commas is quotes science and that is basically a repackaging of other things, but with some attempt to give them some scientific backing. So, for example, in the 60s, the Beatles got into transcendental meditation. And, but now what we've done is we've tried to apply some science to that. And so we talk about alpha and beta waves in our brain, and this is a way of increasing um, good waves, you know, that kind of thing. Um, acupuncture, we now say, isn't just about whacking needles in people, it's about releasing endorphins. 
also interesting that there's quite a lot of stuff, particularly in America, to be honest, about UFOs and space aliens. Uh, over two million Americans apparently believe that they have actually met space aliens. I suspect that figure is slightly lower in the UK. And shelf number five on slightly more familiar ground, good old-fashioned occultism. Wicca, the worship of Gaia, the earth goddess and, and mother nature, fortune-telling through tarot cards and so on, contact with the dead. Uh, it used to be through mediums, but they're now uh, rebranded as channelers. And uh, you, you get the idea, all this stuff and a lot more is to be picked off these different shelves simply according to what you fancy. And of course, as one pick and mix option, there is Christianity. Because uh, once you get beyond the jumble sales and, and church choirs, there is some recognition that the church is or at least ought to be in the business of doing spirituality and so you will often find uh, Christians invited to psychic fairs and so on to set out their wares on the pick and mix shelves along with all this other stuff. So that's what you could have. Here's the second question. What's missing? What are some of the thing things that you won't find in new age and there are there are two main things number one is orthodoxy any boundaries around what is okay to believe and what is not what is how is it okay to behave and how it isn't the whole concept of orthodoxy is of course one which comes from a meta-narrative and since we no longer believe in a meta-narrative, whatever crazy stuff I want to believe, that's fine. And there, there is simply uh, no interest in defining or fencing our faith. And so definitely there are no creeds or anything like them. I recently heard a statistic that in a Christian school, 80% of the pupils believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And 80% of the pupils believe that reincarnation is self-evidently true. And there is seen to be no conflict at all between those two assertions. So orthodoxy and boundaries of belief are concepts totally foreign to New Age. The second is any interest at all in social concern. There is no sense that like Christianity, religion is about having any mission, especially to the poor or anything like that. It is about me and how I practice my faith. It's been said that New Age is religion for self-indulgent, middle-class, intelligent people who are self-centred and self-obsessed. 
and I think there is something in that. You may have heard the story about the couple who uh, their big claim to fame was that they had never had a single argument and they they were uh, they hit the headlines somehow and were invited onto a chat show on telly. And the host sat down with them and said, I, I hear you've never had an argument. They said, no, that's that's absolutely right. We we haven't. So he said, well, can you give us some hints? Because a lot of people out there would, would like to know how you've done that. Uh, and, and so the wife says, well, the way that we've done it is specialisation. And he says to her, what do you mean by that? Can you explain that a bit more? And she said, basically, we carve up life into different areas and we make decisions in our own area and we don't affect one another's and so therefore there's never anything to argue about because we just go don't go into that territory and the uh, the chat show host said well that that seems like a brilliant idea you know can you give me some practical examples of of how you actually work that out and so the wife says yeah we do it like this. I make all the unimportant day-to-day inconsequential decisions like where we go on holiday, when we move house, when we change the car, when we buy new carpet, that, those sort of trivial things. My husband decides on the big important issues like whether we should leave Europe and whether Russia should invade Ukraine. And New Age likes to make the big important decisions, but rarely rolls its sleeves up and gets stuck in with the poor, the broken, the sick and the suffering. People might try to stop trees being cut down, but they're not that bothered about people being cut down by society. It's Christians who run food banks, for example. And of course, remember that 80% of Christians worldwide are from the underclasses. It's only in the West that Christianity is a middle-class religion. So, so there's no real social concern there it it's self indulgent experiences for me so his question number 4 what has all this got to do with me now my sense is that new age is fading a bit from 25 years ago when i first taught on this but it is still out there it does touch us and especially our kids in lots of ways. If you've seen the Star Wars movies, you'll be aware of the Force. And the Force is the nearest thing that New Age has to any idea of God. Madonna, the pop star, believed herself to be the reincarnation of Marilyn Monroe. And the teenagers... Uh, a few years ago, read that in their teen mags and, and took it on board. The song Imagine by John Lennon is sung as a hymn in school assemblies. 
no heaven, no religion. What a wonderful world that would be. Slightly earlier, uh, a song by George Harrison, My Sweet Lord, which has the chorus, Hallelujah, Hare Krishna. And Diamond famously saying on television that it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you believe it sincerely. So that's fine for Hitler then. And so people with no framework, no way of assessing what's true and what isn't, no belief particularly in what's right or wrong other than whether I fancy it, just swallow stuff. And we've seen already what can grow from the wrong kinds of seeds. Now, not all of those ingredients on that pick and mix shelf are evil. Some most definitely are, especially the occult stuff that's forbidden, for Christians and for very good reason. But I've already said that Gestalt therapy helped to put me back after a nervous breakdown. So it's not all bad. But can it bear the weight of being our religion and our meaning of life? So what's our response? Here's the good news and the bad news and you can have the bad news first. New Age definitely moves people a step further away from Orthodox Christianity and our God. The idea of Christianity as a religion with a meta-narrative, with boundaries, with truths, with creeds, a religion whose founder said, I am the way, the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. All that feels very restrictive to New Age people. And it feels like, as we uh, said previously, trying to put our truth onto other people. It's intolerant. Some New Age stuff might be helpful. I'm sure there's something in the whole mindfulness movement of, of calming ourselves down a bit, which is probably a bit good for us. Stuff like eating more healthily, uh, what have you, it is probably good for us. The occult stuff will definitely get us into trouble 100 so there's some bad news in terms of the gospel but there is also good news and that's this paradoxically it can also bring people closer to God science has ruled for two or three hundred years but now spirituality is back on the agenda and people are interested in mystery in stuff beyond what science can prove. The X-Files, one of the uh, very, very popular programs on television uh, a few years ago, sought to go beyond science and look at something that we can't immediately get our heads around. We've been told for centuries 
that spiritual experiences are not valid, that, that we might be going mad if we sense the voice of God speaking to us. But now that's changed. David Hay was a guy who did some research in 1984 into uh, kind of supernatural experiences that people uh, spoke about with relation to what he called the other, something outside of themselves, something Christians might recognise as God. And he repeated that research, the 1984 research, a few years later and found a massive increase in every category of supernatural experience. Well over half the population had had experiences of the supernatural, but the culture did not allow them to own those experiences or to talk about them. And now New Age has given us back that permission. People are open to the spiritual and therefore to the possibility of the Holy Spirit. And I heard a brilliant uh, lecture once uh, where, where the guy was a psychiatrist actually was saying that the job of the church is to be the interpreter of people's spiritual experiences and that means creating a culture where it's fine to talk about those kind of things. So three jobs for us as we finish. Number one, be discerning about we, what we swallow. Christianity does have orthodoxy and heterodoxy and our scriptures help us to know which is which. Number two, avoid the dangerous stuff like the plague. Anything occult will get you into trouble. And number three, use what you can evangelistically. If people are open to the spiritual, let's try and introduce them as appropriate to the Holy Spirit. Okay, one more to go in this series before a little break and I'm going to talk next week in a kind of overview way about how all this has made us feel and how we live in the light of what we have discovered over the last 10 weeks. Talk to you then.